0: I thought we were just at like in like a movie set, but we're outside now.
1: Don't you remember we fell asleep? So this, this has to be a dream. It's, it's dark yeah. out. So it's like in the mornings, but we're still in like a wooden box.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I guess I can, I can open the door now. So I guess that's, that's good.
2: Uh, oh, oh,
1: perfect! What do you see out there?
0: Well, I mean, if this is a dream, I don't know if I really want to go through the door.
1: I mean, what, what's the worst thing that could happen if you open that door? It's not going to be like Godzilla is going to be on the opposite side of that door.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll just go out and see.
2: What do you see? Insert copyright Godzilla roar. Oh, uh, Godzilla's out here. That was that was supposed to be a joke, Adam.
0: Well, he's out there. I, I don't. I I guess this is definitely a dream, though, right? Like... Uh, sure,
2: but why are these other people in our dream running and screaming around?
0: Well, I mean, he he is killing all of them. Should we
1: maybe go run and hide?
0: Yeah, I don't think this box is very safe. Uh, oh,
1: there's some trenches over there. Let's let's just
0: go hide in the trenches. Yeah, well, it'll be fine over there. He can't dig, probably, right? Or, or I suppose he could. I, I don't know. It seems safer.
1: He
2: has tiny arms. So what's <laughs> the worst of it? Yeah.
0: Hey, look, that one guy, he's like... He looks kind of heroic. He's going to like, it looks like he's going to try to shoot Godzilla for us too. That's, that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, perfect. I think we should just be just fine. If we just take a nap in the trench,
0: what could possibly go? Yeah, no, he's got this covered. I mean, he, he's, he's a professional.
2: And we're back. That's right back in scarred forever
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, welcome to pathetic premiere hosted by tyler and adam that's right uh i honestly do not know how to start this episode jesus usually i have something something to start off roll off my tongue besides like thanking everyone to be like helping us out and like yeah we do a movie podcast every other week but this episode, I don't really know what to start with.
0: Um, I mean, I, I can just start out with, like, this is, like, the Godzilla movie that I have dreamed of for years. Like, this this is uh, an honorable follow-up to the original, and there's not very many of those.
2: <laughs> right. Um,
1: yeah, uh, but yeah, you guys should follow us on everything and listen to us every other week, or every week, depending on the month yep uh but yeah uh this time we originally were going to do an entirely different movie do you want to lean into that adam
0: yeah so um we were actually just going to originally do the original godzilla because i'm one of the biggest fans and uh it's available to stream for free uh right now at the time of this recording so go do that um But uh, we we were going to do that because uh, I live in the middle of nowhere and it seems like it was going to be impossible for me to ever actually see minus one in theaters until uh, Tyler hit me up. He's like, hey, for this week and this weekend only, you can watch it at the theater in my town.
1: And then last minute, Adam switched his PTO around and
2: got up here just in time. And we were scarred forever.
0: Yep, in the best possible way.
1: <laughs> like, so so we're do, So we went with Godzilla minus one, and going into this movie, I like I obviously knew like it was gonna be from what you told me, like a horror esque thriller type of movie in a sense.
0: Yeah, I I mean I didn't expect it to be like this, like intense or anything though. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I was just like okay, like maybe I'll like tense up here and there. I'm not gonna. It's like. It's plus, it's gonna be in subtitles. I'm not gonna be able to like keep up with everything. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, I cried three times. Yeah, separately. so did I. Um, and at the end, I could not let go of my popcorn, my hand would not come out of that position.
0: Yeah, no, we, uh, uh, we, we obviously saw in the theater. And, uh, uh, we went with two other people and we all just sat there in stunned silence for like the a solid minute after the, the credits were done.
1: Yeah. Like we sat in silence the entire from the last line of the movie till, till we were outside the door. Yeah.
0: yeah and, and like, I knew there was no end credit scene and stuff too, because like I, I had read that. So there was no reason for me to just sit there. I just, I just, I was just sitting there still just like,
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Uh,
1: right uh it's just like if because like usually like the, the lights turn on usually when the movie's done usually people yeah leave. but like this one was just like what is going on
2: like, but no yeah so-
0: this was incredible and i i think it's cool that see like if i had seen this like if i just went on my own i'd be sitting here kind of doubting myself like i mean i obviously love that but do i think this is so great because i'm the biggest fan of godzilla or is it actually that great? But going with a bunch of people that aren't fans and they all have the exact same reaction, <laughs> it like validates it.
1: Yeah, it was it was just a different kind of movie. Like I remember like all of us were just kind of just like trying to catch our breaths at the end of just insanity.
0: Yeah, no, um I, I mean, I, I don't know like when it really shifted to be like this, but like um at some point probably like a third of the way through, there was just, like, this, like, sense of dread through, like, every single thing that happened on the screen. And, like, I was both, like, anticipating and, uh, I guess I already said it, but, like, dreading whatever thing was going to happen next for, like, the almost the whole runtime.
1: I think the two moments that would probably, like, shift the tone would be either the moment of the whole uh, them mining where Godzilla was at that time,
0: where yeah. he like, destroys
1: like the big tanker in a sense. Yeah. Um, either that moment or at the middle section where he comes onto land for the first time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I can't say quite when it shifted. For, I think it probably really shifted when he came into land for the first time. But them running into him. On the water was such a unique, um, scene. Like, I don't think I've ever really like. It's like a quasi chase scene, but not really. Yeah,
1: I could see it as chase scene. Like, if the, if people count Star Wars episode eight as a chase
2: scene, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but just
1: to give a brief synopsis for everyone at home. Uh, this movie starts off with a, a World War II with a kamikaze pilot from Japan uh, saying
2: that, uh, oh, something's wrong with my plane, so I has to go to get fixed.
0: But uh, there isn't anything wrong with his plane.
2: Yeah, uh, and he passes out, and then
1: Godzilla's there. Yep. Then he comes home after that. Everyone dies on the island besides him and one other guy, and they all go uh, go back to the island and or back to mainland, and they try rebuilding after the war.
0: Yeah, and it spends a lot of time with like um, um, reconstruction Tokyo, just being reconstruction Tokyo. Like Godzilla does not really factor into the plot again for quite some time because just the setting on its own is interesting enough to carry these characters forward.
2: Right.
0: Especially Uh, with like a failed kamikaze pilot, like they, they really leaned into that. And I mean, I know there were failed kamikaze pilots and that was everybody's reaction to them. They were like, you, you couldn't do your job and look what happened to us.
1: Right. Right. Um, looking at, uh, looking at, like, the character development throughout the entire movie of just different characters, like, they don't really dive into any of the characters besides, like, the main guy. Right. But you you learn to love all, probably, one, two, three, four, all, like, six and a half characters.
0: Right? Yeah, no, um... All of them were like really you, you, we don't know much about any of their backstories or anything but they're all well acted and especially like the boat crew they have such good chemistry together like they just are fun
1: like even like the little girl of, like the little daughter that they have it's just like she has like like you're cheering for her
0: right yeah yeah i mean she's already like i mean like can you imagine how terrible your childhood would be Being her, like, I mean, at least some people took her in, but like, growing up in a ruined city in a disgraced country has got to be like really, really bad,
1: right? And and like, losing both your parents and then losing your mother and then gaining her back. Spoilers, but yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah, um, going into, I mean, um. There's obviously spoilers for this movie, and there's probably going to be spoilers for the original Godzilla, I assume, later, too. Because I know there's a question you want to ask me um, mm-hmm. that we kind of talked about in the car, and I have to give something away for the original to answer it.
2: Okay, go ahead. Uh, what was the question? Well,
0: well, when we get there, we'll get there. Okay, okay,
2: okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, that that was my most impressive
1: moment. I feel like the music also helps a lot with this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. So um, I, most Godzilla movies are like this. There's a handful of them, especially kind of in the middle of the Godzilla movies, where you have the classic main theme, which is great, and none of the new, new music is worth talking about. But yeah. most of them have really solid soundtracks. Yeah. So, so do you think, like, their
1: plan was a very solid plan?
0: At the end, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, um... I don't know the exact science of that, but... I, I mean, I don't know if the Freon would do that, but, I mean, that should definitely kill him if that's how that would work. Right? Because, like... I mean, you get, like, uh, the bends if you surface too quickly. If you go under too quickly, like it, like, crushes you, you know? Right. I did think, though, so um, I, I do know, like, I don't know if it would work on something that big. I think that's, like, the main thing. But that that is a real thing, I do know, where you can go ahead and, um, like, you basically break up the surface tension or something weird. But... I don't know the chemistry of it, but you you can actually use bubbles to make an object sink.
2: So I'm it. I'm intrigued of like obviously the, like the American like they
1: stated earlier in the movie like the Americans did not want to like get close because of the Soviet the Soviets. Right. I'm curious, like, why didn't they like? Almost like put a plug in him, in a sense.
2: What What so, do you mean?
1: So by that I mean, like, hear me out. As soon as like he's, like, like similar to how the plane, uh, plane bomb thing did. Why yeah. didn't they just kind of like do that
2: first? Well,
0: I. I suppose they didn't really have a chance to, right? Because, like, the first people basically, the first people who saw him and kind of survived, we saw that whole interaction and they kind of tried to do that, but it didn't work. And then they just didn't have enough time to do anything when he originally went into the city.
1: Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, like, is like, uh, this is after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So I'm yeah. just saying, like, they should know that, like, they can probably make a bomb that could probably just, like, kill Godzilla.
0: Oh, I see what yours... Well, um, I mean, it doesn't make sense that they didn't try, but it would have been a bad thing if they did. Uh, Godzilla has been nuked multiple times in, um, like, the comics, and I think He's been nuked at least once in the movies, and it always just makes him more powerful.
2: Uh, Well, that's not good,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's kind of the conceit of the character, right? like they they dove into it more than normal because, like he always has his crazy regeneration. His regeneration is much worse than normal in this one where he regrows his like whole face in like ten seconds. Um... so so uh, I did see your theory
1: online about why um uh, what's the mother or like the the gal's name?
0: Oh, um... Is it, like, Noriko
1: or something like that? Yeah,
0: no, yeah Noriko.
1: Uh, like, well, you know how she has her, like, left eye bandaged at the end?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a lot of people were saying, like, the reason why it's bandaged, well, besides, obviously, hospital
2: damage and all that jazz, is, like, um... With, uh, like... With getting
1: hit with that Atomic Breath and everything, uh is like it radiated her eye to become more looking like godzilla oh yeah To for her to become like a mini godzilla
0: that's an interesting theory <laughs> it's like i think that's leaning too
1: deep into things
0: well here's um i have not read this online at all or anything but i have a theory and i i don't know if anyone else has said this but i i have a theory okay shoot so in the original Godzilla movie, um, I don't remember her name, but there's there's like a love triangle in the original movie with like just this kind of normal guy, this girl, and this scientist. And the scientist has uh, an eye patch and a bunch of burns on one side of his face. And um, interesting detail that the movie doesn't flat out say, but it re- heavily hints at, is he got his burn in his eye patch Because he was in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. We don't know which one. Because they say it happened to him in the war. But we know he didn't fight in the war. So the only thing that would really make sense is if he was a civilian casualty. So I think that her eye being bandaged is kind of like a reverse homage to the original. Where um, the doctor in the original movie's eye is gone because of of a nuclear attack and her eye is gone because of a nuclear attack. So it's like the gender swapped and it's just a direct homage to the original doctor. Oh, weird. And I I have no idea if anyone else has said that, but that, that was my original reaction to it was like, it's like, Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like the opposite of the original movie. Kind of. Oh, excuse me.
2: But yeah, it's just, how should I say this? This
1: movie is very good at, like, leaving subtle hints like that.
0: Yeah, that's, um, I think that's, like, the big strength of both the original and this, is that neither one has to spell everything out for you, and you can uncover what's going on, or you'll eventually see what's important when it's important. Like the in in this one, like he gets um, the other survivor gives him something. You don't know what it is, and it's much more impactful that it's like I don't know, like an hour later when you realize it's pictures of all the people that died on the island.
1: Yeah, or, or uh, the whole thing of like the plane pilot showing him where the ejection thing is, and it's not showing. Um, it doesn't tell you exactly don't should I say it? Like it doesn't show you that he tells him until like the, until the moment of
0: right, yeah, and and like that is like a really impactful reveal too, right? Because the whole time you think that, um, I, I mean, first of all, the stakes are higher because you think he's actually going to die in the finale. But right. um, second of all, I think probably, I mean, if he died in the finale, we talked about this, that'd be a perfectly fine ending. This does this movie does not need a happy ending. But this ending is slightly better, because not only does he get to live woohoo, that's happy, but um, the mechanic from the island forgave him, which is like a really powerful thing that really kind of added to like the thematic idea of the movie.
1: Right. Uh, also, a question for you. How many days is it from the moment like the moment Godzilla first hit ground to the moment of uh, the, the end of the movie?
0: I don't think there's anything to really tell us, is there? I I they, didn't pick on up on it if there is. Besides, like day
1: and night type of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. but I mean, we don't know how how many because there was probably days they didn't show any of. Yeah, you it, was, know? it was
1: probably between t- two to a week, two days to yeah. a week. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, like... They
0: did say he thought he'd come back in a week. But, I mean, at the same time, he was just guessing that, too. Well,
1: well, the the reason why I say that is just because of, of, like, why wouldn't the mother just, like, send out, or the hospital send out letters finally next of kin, at least?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, sooner. Sooner. It probably—I bet it was about a week, and it just took that long because, first of all, um, telegrams take forever, but it probably took even longer because someone has to deliver it, and everybody was sending telegrams after that.
1: Right? just to see who's alive and who's not alive. Yeah. I get that.
0: You know, that's something um that in Western media isn't really documented a whole lot, but, I mean— I don't, you probably don't remember nine eleven, really, do you? Uh,
1: no, I was four around that time.
0: So. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just old enough to really remember it. And I remember in the direct aftermath, you would look on the news, and there would be, like, like, the side of a building. It would just be wallpapered, so you couldn't see anything else. You couldn't see any windows or any of the wall or nothing with just missing people pictures and it was like that for months can you imagine what that was like after Hiroshima Nagasaki
1: right um (laughs) and I think that's why like we're more shocked to this movie in a sense just to see that because we haven't really like knock on wood here we, we haven't really experienced anything like that you no, know i, I mean
0: even i mean nine eleven. like i mean it practically scarred me for life and it was nothing compared to what happened to japan right <laughs>
1: sorry that's um oh we're recording this uh later at night so that's why i'm yawning so much
0: yeah no yeah it's all good <laughs>
1: yeah um but yeah it's uh, and, and and that's why I think like, we gravitate towards this movie so much, because like we gravitate towards like those big disasters, in a sense. Like, right. Since we haven't really received one of those, that's why we're more shocked by it.
0: Exactly, yeah. And that actually, that really speaks to, so, I mean, this movie does a pretty good job yeah. of it. And it definitely modernizes it for a modern audience, because I, I could definitely see a modern audience watch the original Godzilla and be like, this is kind of lame. But I mean, you have to think of who it was created for because basically the original Godzilla like recreates the devastation of the atomic bombs, and every single person that watched that movie, or at least was the intended audience of that movie, was someone who lived through it.
2: Right. Exactly. I'm I'm surprised like uh, the.
1: Didn't tr- maybe they did? Maybe they didn't. It, do you maybe you know from background experience if you know they've talked to somebody that lived through the atomic bomb?
0: I, I'm sorry, could you repeat it? Like, uh, do you know if they like
1: talked to somebody uh, like the, the? Oh people?
0: yeah, I think um. So I don't know all the details of it, but I think that like a large chunk of the cast and crew of the original uh, Godzilla had lived through the bomb. And I don't know who they would like who they could have talked to for this movie, but there's definitely like lots of people alive who still did. And it's like really kind of entrenched with the mythology of the character and stuff. So I'm sure in both movies, they uh... probably this one, it was like secondhand accounts. in the original movie it was firsthand accounts of this is what it was like when that bomb dropped. and And I want to recreate that.
2: right exactly uh, what i was gonna ask i was gonna uh oh yeah no i was gonna ask uh i was gonna lean more into and, and i think that's why they um during
1: because this is my little oscar spiel in the background of this is that's why minus one uh, attempted to go into all categories because of how much time and effort they put into this movie to make it more modernized and make it more impactful for even newer audiences of Godzilla.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, um, I mean, it's definitely a much more modern movie, so it's going to connect with, um, audiences now much better, but like Frank, so like the, the first movie to me, even though in some ways it's dated is pretty untouchable. Cause like, it's, it just seems like a really profound movie that's talking about a profoundly terrible thing that, nobody wants to talk about like like no one in america or japan or anyone wants to really even acknowledge that happened because it was so terrible and this movie goes a step further almost and it doesn't just talk about like the nuclear devastation and make like an incredibly intelligent allegory for it but that same allegory becomes an allegory for ptsd and survivor's guilt and a bunch of other actual problems that face, like, soldiers everywhere, not just people from, like, Japan in the 1940s.
1: Exactly. Uh, it's just... Uh, this movie took its very much time and effort on every little bit and aspect of it. Of just, sure. like, uh, and over time, forgiving somebody.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's it's actually incredible, all the different themes they were able to put into this movie, and... Have it be like a coherent and cosite, um, concise story,
1: right? Uh, also, for people at home that have not looked into the Oscar uh, nominations, uh, Godzilla minus one only received uh, the nomination for visual effects. Currently,
0: yeah, that that's sad. Like, I I don't think I've ever had a reaction to um, a movie that I saw in theaters that I had to this one where I just I just sat there. You know, like, this was powerful.
2: Right, and, like, I feel like
1: that's how all four of us, like, felt after that. We're just like, I can't believe Godzilla did this to me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even, like, as much as I will always talk about how much I love the original and how it's it's a fantastic movie. After, I I was kind of slow to say this because it is, like, an unrivaled classic in a lot of ways. But I, I think I will go out and say that this is better, that this is probably the best Godzilla movie and one of the best movies I've seen in forever.
1: Uh, if if it's playing around, well, well, here's the other thing, like, that's why they also uh, re-released it in black and white.
0: Yeah, yeah, to um, kind of match the tone of the original kind of thing. Yeah, which I saw yeah. a couple
1: clips of it and it looks amazing.
0: Yeah, I saw um I, I think trailer's kinda of the wrong word for it, but yeah, I saw like a couple clips from it too. I was like, that looks great.
2: Right. It's just oh, I'm just gonna say wow is is a lot of it. Yeah. Um
1: Oh, and then uh, we could tell the viewers at home about this, like and they didn't even have like the budget for this movie like they kept it pretty much under budget it was like cost less than an episode of a marvel show
0: yeah it was um what it was like 15 million dollars to make this i think yeah yeah something something like that which is insane like so a movie is going to be nominated for best visual effects and i mean there was like a handful of times the effects were maybe slightly janky but for the most part, it did look incredible, and this only cost $15 dollars. Like, what do we do with our special effects budgets here?
1: Uh, well, so, so the Marvel show in question is She-Hulk, and you see how like that, how that visual effects went.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, honestly, it's funny because so like She-Hulk's visual effects, I'd say, are fine for just a TV show because I have lower expectations. But then when you realize how much money they spent on the show, it's like, what, really? Like, like no way, I thought you had a much lower budget when you did this.
2: Right, and it's just, I, I think,
1: like, the whole thing with the She-Hulk TV show, not to get off track here, it's, a lot of it is just, uh, the, the story with She-Hulk is just not the greatest to tell. or It was not presented the best.
0: No, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm willing to get de- right, derailed by this too, because Hulk is my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm not gonna say I was pissed, but I was very disappointed with what happened to Abomination. Right.
2: Uh, f-
1: but but I feel I feel like we can tackle that maybe in a side episode here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, Also, I've just looked over, like, all these... It's just... When was the last time we got, like, an actual, like, Shin Godzilla or Toho
0: Godzilla in a a minute? Yeah, um... I don't... What year did Shin Godzilla come out? They've done a couple of Godzilla anime projects recently, but yeah, that's been a couple years since the last one came out. I mean, this is a great time to be... A Godzilla fan, though, because for quite a while, there was nothing. Oh.
1: Um, so, I, I was, as I was searching up, like, Godzilla, in a, sense, a news article popped up. Yeah. Uh, nearly two months after it hit theaters, Toho, uh, Godzilla Minus One, has just hit a rare milestone, passing Bonju Ho's Best Picture Oscar winner, Parasite, to become one of the top three highest-grossing non-English films in U.S. box office history.
0: Oh, that's cool. Well,
1: good. Uh, The record is thanks in part to a special black and white recut of the film called Godzilla Minus One Minus Color, which hits theaters this past Friday for a one week limited engagement. The new version added 2.6 million to the film's American boom, its highest weekend total since New Year's Eve weekend. It brings to 55 million, passing the 53.3 million total by Parasite.
0: That's that's good, and Uh, that's actually even funnier because Toho was actually going to shelf Godzilla permanently.
1: Interesting.
0: So, um, I don't know what year. Let me find out the year this movie came out before I go off on this. Uh,
1: Do you want the other two, like the the other in the top five for?
0: Yeah, you can do that while I search for what I'm looking for here. Uh,
1: number five was because this isn't updated. Number five is Godzilla minus one. Number number four is Parasite. Number three is Hero. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one.
0: Um,
1: uh, number two is Life is Beautiful, and number one is
2: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That makes sense.
0: That <laughs> that'd be number one. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Okay, yeah. So, uh in 2004, we had Godzilla Final Wars, which was the last millennium era Godzilla movie. And it wasn't until 2014, 10 years later, that Toho they had it they figured they were just never going to do Godzilla again after they did, did Godzilla Final Wars. Um, but Legendary was like, hey, can we license the character? And Toho was like, okay, we'll let you license the character, and if this has a good reaction, we might bring the character back.
1: So, and you so, referring to, like, King of Monsters?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the 2014... Um, I think it was Gareth Edwards? Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Godzilla actually had a pretty good box office, and Toho was like, okay, maybe we should keep this. So um, the... Um legendary started the monster verse and um Toho started uh, re-engaging with Godzilla with Shin Godzilla in two thousand sixteen. A bunch of Godzilla anime and now Godzilla minus one.
2: Which soon to be
1: Godzilla minus two.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs>
0: well because no, we, saw, they, uh... oh, we all ahead. saw that like
1: uh, the end scene with Godzilla underneath the water.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling they did that just to do that because Shin Godzilla has. Um, I, I will not spoil Shin Godzilla, but it has an ending that's very provocative, like that, too. But it's not getting a sequel. <laughs> Probably. Oh, maybe. But no, yeah, and- I mean, Godzilla's. It's like a weird franchise because there's time periods where there's like a Godzilla movie like every year, which I mean, we're even more than that right now. And then you'll just go. Um, like a decade with nothing, and then suddenly it starts up again. I'm trying
1: to think of another franchise that does that. I remember which one. Uh,
0: I mean, Star Wars
2: kind of does that,
0: it, yeah, because there'll be a bunch.
2: Uh, yeah, there will be a bunch,
1: and then it'll be like nothing for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, because it happened... So we have um, the original Showa-era Godzilla movies. A lot of those came out only a year apart. Um, And then there was a 10-year gap again. And then the... I might be seeing this, wrong, but I think Heisei uh, era started uh, after a 10-year gap. And then we had a bunch of Godzilla movies again. And then they ended and then there was uh, about a five-year gap, and then the Millennium Era movies started.
2: Oh.
0: You know, this is actually maybe a good moment to talk about the question I was like, you'll probably want to ask me, is Warful. the Godzilla timeline. Oh, yes. So, uh, spoilers for the original Godzilla. So in the 1954 Godzilla godzilla dies at the end and uh in godzilla raids again which came out a year later it's been a little while since i've seen this movie so i might be slightly getting this wrong but uh basically they're like oh yeah there was a godzilla thing and we killed it and there's another one now and it's gonna fight this other monster that was just a wink and and anguirus And um, that's basically how all the Showa era movies work is uh, there was a Godzilla who landed in 1954 and he died and there's a new one and the other movies follow the new one. And then, um, so the uh, Showa era movies got progressively um, for better or worse, stupider and stupider is, is frankly the best way to say it. (laughs) I mean, they're they're ridiculous. They're they're like the dumb Godzilla that everyone thinks of, like the one that like jumps
1: like upwards to do like a flying like fifty foot kick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not even the stupidest thing I've I've seen Showa era Godzilla do. But yeah, that's that's the famous clip clip where he like jumps and hits Megalon <laughs> after just gliding across the <laughs> ground. Um. But yeah, I mean, I those movies, they're fun and they're stupid. Like, some of them are kind of bad, but for the most part, they're fun and they're stupid, and I, I love them and they're entertaining. But um, at some moments, uh, Toho was like, you know what? These are really stupid. And the original was such a serious movie. Maybe we should try to do something serious again. So let's let's go ahead and reboot Godzilla. And we love the original so much. Let's let's just say that happened exactly how it happened in the original. Godzilla goes, he he fights things and, and dies. And um Um uh, this is a new Godzilla and it's a completely different one. This is a different timeline than the Showa era. The new Godzilla is a serious Godzilla and there isn't gonna be Anything stupid like there was in the Showa era. So uh, then you have the Heisei era, which ends with Godzilla dying in Godzilla vs. Destroya. And I think at that moment Toho probably thought the series was done for. They were like, "Yeah, we killed him. Like that. That's the end of it." So there was another hiatus. But Godzilla's popular this whole time, so like you know what? We can make more money on this. So they were like, "Let's do another continuity." And this is where it starts getting really, really screwed up because there is a bunch of different continuities in the Millennium era. Okay, shoot. Uh, so there is Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla versus Mega They follow the same continuity where it's kind of like the Heisei era where the original movie happened, but um, this is a new Godzilla and it's a completely different Godzilla than Showa or Heisei Godzilla. Then we have uh, Godzilla, Mothra, and Kinodora All Monsters Attack, which is a completely different timeline where Godzilla is a vengeful spirit punishing uh, Japan for the atrocities in World War II.
1: Okay.
0: Then we have uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and Godzilla Tokyo SOS, which uh, take place... Back in the Godzilla 2000 universe, even though we left that behind. Then, you have Godzilla Final Wars, which is a serious clusterfuck that includes the American Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, combined with Showa Godzilla, combined with Heisei Godzilla, combined with most of Millennium Godzilla, except Godzilla versus Godzilla Mothra and Kinodora. And... Uh- it doesn't even make sense there's no way to like say how how this movie could possibly make sense in the timeline it's just a clusterfuck of them. like let's just do it who cares then you have the american godzilla um uh, the gareth edwards one and then later the monsterverse which is its own continuity And then you have Shin Godzilla, which um, is the, I think it's the first Godzilla, um, Japanese Godzilla, that doesn't acknowledge um, the original 1954. Then you have the Godzilla anime trilogy, which kind of acknowledges some of the continuity, but it's like extremely fucked up, like the Godzilla Final Wars chronology is fucked up. And then you have, I forgot what it's called, but you have the anime series, which is its own thing. And you have Minus One, which is its own thing.
1: So, question for you. Um, yeah. Uh, the, obviously, that is very confusing yep. to
0: me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that this... probably took me like five minutes to like very briefly explain the timeline.
1: <laughs> oh, just wait till I explain like the Kingdom Hearts timeline or something like
0: that. <laughs> no, I know Kingdom Hearts is pretty bad too. <laughs>
1: Um, what was I going to say? Uh, how often does, like, Godzilla, like, quote-unquote, help Japan?
0: So, in most of the Showa movies, uh, Godzilla is seen as a hero because they became kind of light-hearted, goofy ones, and it's hard to have a light-hearted, goofy, villainous character. So, he's, like... I mean, you can, but, I mean, generally, it's... Uh, they they basically went with Godzilla as pretty much the hero in all of the show, not all of, but most of the Showa movies. Um, and that's that's a good chunk of the most of the Godzilla movies are Showa movies because that was long running from 1954 to 1968, it looks like. In and in a large chunk of that, there was a movie every year. Um. He is a villain in a couple of them. Like, he's the villain in Mothra versus Godzilla. Because at that time, Mothra was the uh, more established, more well-known character, which is why she actually gets first billing in the title there. So she was the hero in that because she was the one people liked better back then. Um, And then when you get into the newer movies, not so much. In pretty much all the Heisei movies, he's... um, He's neutral, so it's not like he's actively trying to hurt humanity, but he does. You know, like, uh, he might be fighting a, a monster that wants to destroy humanity, and he ultimately helps people, but he doesn't care about he- people, and he'll end up destroying the city, too, if left to his own devices. Interesting. And then, uh- um, a lot of the Millennium is like that, too. Especially, he's, like, flat-out the villain in Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ador, all monsters attack.
2: And I'm guessing the same could be said about, like, the MonsterVerse, like, the Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: And Yeah, yeah I, well, yeah. in the in the MonsterVerse, I think they kind of leaned into, like, like, if the MCU met Showa is how I'd kind of explain uh, the MonsterVerse. Because I think he's very much so a hero in most of the MonsterVerse movies.
2: Um, right,
1: and like, uh, because in King of Monsters, I believe he just fights Ghidorah, I want to say.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, Ghidorah's
2: been the main villain so far.
0: Uh, uh, other, you'll find this interesting, but kind of a funny thing to answer your question to, one of my favorite Godzilla movies is the remake of Godzilla versus Ghidorah. And in that one, uh, Ghidorah is basically destroying Japan and is straight up a villain and, and will destroy everything if Godzilla doesn't stop him. So uh, Godzilla fights him and kills him, and everyone's like, woohoo, we're saved. And then Godzilla continues to pick up where Ghidorah left off and continues to destroy Tokyo. Oh. So the humans uh, resurrect Ghidorah to white godzilla to stop godzilla from destroying them
2: shit yep <laughs> Hold on. So, so, so here's my question for you what makes a godzilla movie a godzilla movie
0: so there's two types of good godzilla movies um there is the correct amount of stupid Showa Godzilla movie. Uh, a couple of them are too stupid to the point where it's kind of annoying, but just just the stupid Showa stuff where it's like dumb antics and it's just a bunch of people having fun in rubber suits. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. And then this type of thing, like Minus One, where, I mean, even though I like Showa, this type of thing is the stuff I like better because Godzilla's always been a better character when he's an allegory he stands for something and um this um shin godzilla um the original godzilla a handful of the other ones it's like an allegory for nuclear devastation in this case for PTSD and survival guilt and stuff like that like when you can externalize an in internal problem you are probably going to make some pretty good media, and and that's what Godzilla has done very effectively in some of the, the better movies he's been in. Is he's just an externalization of some type of internal um, problem or struggle?
1: So, here's my question for you: Yeah, would uh, Rugrats goes to Paris? Would that be a Godzilla movie?
0: Yeah, I've actually not seen any Rugrats stuff at all, but I do know what you're talking about. Or they're the giant
1: reptar mecha reptar in a sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I have seen um, clips from that. I'm gonna go out and say yes. Like I'm not gonna gatekeep Godzilla, and you can have that as a Godzilla. Yes,
1: movie. <laughs> I've seen two Godzilla movies or three. Let's go. <laughs> if uh, because I've seen the MonsterVerse ones.
0: Oh okay, yeah.
1: And I've seen the one with Jack Jaguar. I cannot remember which one that one is.
0: Uh that would have been Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, because
1: <laughs> the the uh, I watched this uh, uh Yu oh YouTuber and like uh, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh! deck that uh, has a card in it called Salamangreat Jack Jaguar. Okay. Like Jack has a J A C K.
0: Yeah, so it's like a rip off of it. Yeah,
1: and and like uh, so so he made like the reference to oh there's this really old shitty Godzilla v- v- guy <laughs> named Jacques Jaguar and that's all I could think about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so did
1: you see that then?
0: Yeah. What what did you think of that? It was okay.
1: It was it, I didn't know much about it so I was just like okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's like I, I that's probably one of the so I would say of the Godzilla movies. There's like a couple of them that are actually pretty bad, and I would not want to watch. And there's a bunch that are mediocre, and then a couple that are pretty good, and then a couple that are really great. And I'd say Megalon is in that category of this is this is kind of mediocre. It's it's not it's not terrible, but it's not very good. Right.
2: Um, trying to
1: think, of what else? Uh, is the side cast in other Godzilla movies as good as this one? So that's or, actually or the, probably the... The, the, uh, the human, should I say.
0: Yeah, so that's probably one of the things that's kind of propelling this to be like a top Godzilla movie for me is um a lot of the human plots in Godzilla movies are pretty bad. Um, right. Some of them are like pr- like fun, some... Like the ones that are good are usually fun, they're usually not a serious thing. Like, so the original um, Godzilla plot from 1954 has a great cast and it has a great story with the humans, and this has a great cast, a great story with the humans. Um, I would say Shin Godzilla has a great ensemble cast, but um, that's up for um debate and if i ever make you watch that you'll understand what i'm talking about i don't know how to really describe it without you watching it so that i mean i w- I, I i could understand people saying i don't like the humans in this and people saying i like the humans in this and then otherwise uh there's like a bunch of them where i like the human plots but the human plots are just like fun like they're not serious like probably one of my favorite ones is evil horror of the deep it's just a bunch of misfits that don't like each other that have to work together, and it's it's just really funny and engaging.
2: At, at some point, like, we're going to we'll work our way down to, like, Godzilla's. Like, we can make January
1: Godzilla month.
0: Yeah, we'll be... When we're doing this podcast, when we're in our 60s, we'll be finally finishing all the Godzilla movies.
2: <laughs> but... Right. Uh, well, I mean, like every month will become something like, uh, as obviously
1: October is like Halloween movies.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're kind of already doing this where we have like, oh, it's like time to do this kind of movie.
1: Oh, it's time to go grab grand for this. So oh, it's time to do this. So, time to yep. do <laughs> it's a good time. Yep. But yeah, minus one just kind of really blew me away with just like, even the like 45 second, like silent sequence at towards the end of the movie.
0: Like, uh, I, I got goosebumps from that. It's been a long time since I got goosebumps from a movie, too, you know?
1: <laughs> right, and, like, I mean, it didn't help the theater next to us was had, like, another impactful moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's definitely not the movie's fault, but, yeah, there is some interference going on in our theater. <laughs> right.
1: But it was it was honestly
0: really good. I think the whole, like,
1: final sequence of the battle, like really hit it home for this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, that whole thing was engaging. And that's the type of thing that, like, a Western writer would never write. Like, especially, like, the extra tugboats coming to help them was actually, like, really cool. I was so on board for that. But that would, like, we... As, like, kind of a more individualistic society, we don't think like that where a collectivist society like that does. Right.
1: But, and like, did he really, go into uh, that... the? Uh, that kid's kid's character as much as like the rest. They're just like, oh, he wanted to be part of the navy, but he couldn't.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, even that. I mean, that's like a cool character to have in some type of thing like that too, because like that's not something that gets a lot of representation on the screen. But there's like tons of people in every country that would have totally loved to have been a soldier, um, but for whatever like age or physical disability or something, they couldn't. And I I think that's a great character to have, especially in this backdrop too, where it's like, man, I wish I could be part of that. Well, you really don't, kid. Like it was really terrible. Yeah,
1: you don't. You don't really want to be a part of almost dying in a sense.
0: Yeah, especially because I mean, I the Japanese people as a whole, I. I mean, there was, like, a lot of propaganda and stuff, and there was a lot of, like, weird nationalism where they were, like, trying to be, like, oh, okay, we're doing this for, like, the glory of our country, which we esteem so much and stuff, but, I mean, they as a whole were able to, like, reconcile with, like, you know what, maybe we weren't doing such a good thing in World War II, maybe, maybe we were the bad guys here, and... I, I mean, especially in this, that kind of setting where it's like, man, I wish I was a soldier. It's like, you, you wanted to go ahead and almost die and kill people for like a bad cause.
2: Right. It's uh, like this movie
1: hits a lot of different, different, like, I don't want to say stereotypes, but you know what I'm trying to say.
0: There's, um, I suppose not stereotypes, but like, uh, points of view. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of different types of characters in it. Yeah.
1: And they all pull it off perfectly.
0: Yeah. Of, of the side characters, who was your favorite?
1: Oh, that's easy. That's the uh, uh, the scientist one.
0: I, my favorite was the captain.
1: Oh, yeah. Like he was cool too.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, all I think it'd
0: work. be in between the two of them.
1: <laughs> Obviously, like the.
2: And like even like, the little girl was not that bad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, there's um, just yeah. Real quick, uh, there's some things I could run down. Some um similarities in between Godzilla's landing and the original landing in 1954. Oh sure. Uh, so um, there is actually a very famous scene because it was so hard for them to pull it off in the original where Godzilla goes and he actually picks up a train like he does in this. Um, So, I mean, they obviously made it a lot more exciting in this, but they kind of had direct homage to that. And then the other thing that this is maybe one thing the original did a little bit better was there was the reporters that were on that building that just got smashed for no reason. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the original, there was some reporters when he was destroying the city that went up on like a tower so that they'd be able to kind of view from a distance what was happening. And when they first went up there, it wasn't dumb. Like in this, it was just like, why are these people like putting themselves in danger like this? Like, I can totally see a reporter do this. But at the same time, that reporter has a death wish. In the original, it was like it was more understandable because they didn't know he could breathe fire yet and they were pretty far away from him. Uh, But they basically end up getting trapped on the tower in the original because of the fire, and he comes along and uh, wrecks the tower with them on it. In the original, that's actually, it's like a kind of sad moment because you don't know these characters very long, but you get to kind of know these reporters, and you just see their inevitable death coming a mile away.
1: Right, it's like uh, they're idiots in a sense. It's like storm chasers almost.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I totally believe a reporter would do what happened in Shin Godzilla, but at, at the same time, that reporter isn't very smart. But there, there's a very similar scene in the original where it's like, you know what, these people aren't, like, they don't have a death wish, but they died anyway.
1: Right, it's like, if, sh- sure, like it's going to be a really cool newscast when it comes around, but
2: still.
0: Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs>
2: Uh give me your top five Godzilla movies.
1: No particular order. Uh
0: so minus one, the original, uh Shin Godzilla, uh probably Terror of Mecha Godzilla.
2: And Honestly, even though I bashed it, some maybe Godzilla:
0: Final Wars because that movie is very entertaining.
1: Interesting, and for the viewer as a whole, if you have, if you told them to watch one Godzilla movie first, like just to get them into the movie feeling, which one would you get them? Which one would you tell them?
0: I would tell them to watch minus one. Yeah, I mean minus one is very close thematically to the original, but because it's more modern, I think it's more likely you'll get hooked on it than you'd get hooked on the original. Right. And I'm gonna X. I'd, Final Wars is not my fifth favorite. Godzilla vs. Destroy is my fifth favorite.
2: Uh Final Wars, you said? Uh, uh, uh Godzilla vs. Destroya instead of Final Wars. Okay, cool. I will bark those down and like as our movies for
1: next next Godzilla movies in order.
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. But yeah, um, I know we skipped a lot about like talking about the actual movie rather than Godzilla in general, but there's just a lot to talk about.
0: No, yeah, I had a feeling that I was going to get carried away too. So maybe you just have to do a bonus episode (laughs) where you're just like. Trying to teach me all about Godzilla. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know when this is going to come out, and if you want to be a part of it, but I am going to uh, do a ranking every single Godzilla movie episode at some time in the near future, probably. A uh, new future is probably six months to a year, because I've seen all of them, but there's a few of them I haven't seen for a few years, like decades, probably, so I have to kind of revisit those, but...
1: Oh, yeah, might, yeah. Depending on our time uh, timelines, yeah, well, that should work out.
0: Yeah, but yeah, there's, I don't, there's not very many, but there's a couple of them that I would definitely need to rewatch to judge them. The original King Kong vs. Godzilla from 1962. I haven't seen that since I was eight. Really? Yeah. So I, I barely remember it, but. <laughs>
1: Maybe we could do something like similar to like the Scooby Doo ones as well. Maybe.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> that was a very fun episode ranking the Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, because
1: all the Scooby Doo movies are wacky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, do you have any like final thoughts about minus one? as in specifically.
0: Uh, specifically on minus one, I love expanding the category or not category, the allegory to be also about like PTSD and survivor guilt and stuff like that. Like I, I have uh, obviously not to the extent of a soldier, but I do have my um, problems with my mental health and I feel like I connected very much so with the main character of this movie and that, that made it really special to me.
2: Honestly, uh, uh, this movie gives
1: a lot pretty much for everyone. The only people that probably won't like this is probably your grandmother. It's just not... It's it's
0: too loud. It's too... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, this would never happen. This movie's dumb type of situation. But this movie has something for everyone. It has heart. It has soul. It has the characters.
0: I would say, like... I, I said this about the original. The original movie is like a deeply profound movie. This movie is like deeply profound too. Right.
1: And that's why I want to give this movie a almost a nine point five out of ten. It's really good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna say because because I know you're against giving a ten, but I'm not. This is a ten out of ten movie for me. It, it, for a viewer at
1: home, because we haven't had like a really high. Scoring like this in a while the reason why i don't give a 10 out of 10 movies is like i don't think a movie can be perfect uh there might be a very select few that are perfect yeah Uh,
0: yeah like i mean uh, this uh, i mean i said there was like a moment or two where the cgi was sketchy and we i don't think we talked about it now but when we were leaving the theater we talked about the little girl is a little girl, so sometimes her acting isn't incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah um, like she's uh, he's like, Are you upset? And then it's like a cut almost, and it's just like tears. Yeah. Yeah, it's what? like
0: somebody, it's like they shut the camera off and pinched her or something to make her cry and then like started rolling again. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, but yeah, so Pathetic Premiere gives it a 9.75 out of 10, which I think is our highest movie.
0: That I'm pretty sure that is, yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is insane to me.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I knew I was going to like this, but I didn't think this would be, like, a highest-ranking movie ever movie. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, like, it's... Uh, well, I went into it. I was like, oh, it's going to be a Godzilla movie. It's probably going to be, like, 8 out of 10 or 7 out of 10 or something like that. And, like, nothing too crazy. And then it's just yeah. going to be, like, BAM!
0: Yeah, I, honestly, that's what I went into it with. It's like I can finally see a Godzilla movie on the big screen. I've never done before. This is so cool. But it, I mean, I I was expecting probably like a seven or eight out of ten too. Yeah,
1: right. But yeah, uh, Godzilla minus one in the book until we do our yearly review, or yeah. until we do until Adam does a bonus episode and does a deep dive on it.
0: Yeah, that might happen. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see
2: you guys in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Peace. Bye. See, see, nothing bad happened to us. Yeah, see, that's, that's just kind of how you solve all your problems is you just go to sleep for a while. Wait, it seems like we're not in the trench anymore, Adam.
2: Who keeps moving us? No, 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 no. Uh, this, this is like a different island altogether
0: huh yeah the jungle's much thicker here yeah
2: are we are we in another dream
0: i i really hope we're we're not
1: this is if this is inception all over again i swear to god
0: yeah like i i mean it was bad enough when you realized we were in a movie but i mean a dream's like even worse
1: Right, and sometime somehow we're gonna have to go backwards and get back to Godzilla, back to, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: back uh, to Godzilla does not sound like a fun.
1: <laughs> so I guess we got to gather all the help we can to fight Godzilla.
0: Yeah, that's probably a pretty good start. Okay,
1: so who's who's on this island that we're supposed to grab?
0: I guess i I can't tell if anyone's on the island, but there's like a plane coming this way,
2: oh, yeah. Um, uh, why is it? Noel's diving
0: almost oh. did did it just blow up Um
2: okay. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, it seems like three people are falling out of the ship In red suits.
0: I mean, they're probably dead, but I guess we can try to help them. Like maybe they're fine, and maybe they can help us, yeah. Yeah, let's
2: save the suit people. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not the strongest swimmer, so you go. Okay. I'll be back. Okay.